This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you with me. La la la, let me explain. I'm still recording from bed. I'm still on opiates and painkillers, but it is opiate-induced advice, so just bear with me on that one. So let's hear the first one. Hi Lala, I have a really weird one here for you. I've been single for like seven years and after a really messy relationship that lasted 10 years, I was online on Grindr, a hookup app, and after a couple of drinks, I started talking to a guy and we've arranged to meet and since then we've become inseparable. We talk 24 seven when I'm not at work. He's at mine the whole time. I really like him and I think we really get along. The problem is we just seem to spend literally the whole time cuddling and just watching movies. We cuddle for like days and it seems a bit weird to me and I feel like I don't get any normal things done in my life because we're just always in bed cuddling, napping and more cuddling. Is this normal behavior? I'm afraid I'm just kind of boring and unsexy and he really loves to cuddle. So I'm really confused if this is normal. We've had sex a couple of times, just not what you would think would be at the beginning of a relationship. I'm just not sure if it's cute or kind of weird. You know, the big question is, what is normal? What's normal to you is not going to be what's normal to me. And clearly, what's normal to your new man is long, old, nap days in bed with lovely big cuddles. And I mean, I would actually love this. This would be my ideal relationship, I have to tell you. But I also don't think it's a particularly average way to behave, like spending 18 hours of every day just napping and cuddling, although ideal if you're a fucking cat. But yeah, it's not an average way to behave, but there's also no abnormal, you know what I mean? Because if you can do it, why not do it? And if you like doing it, it's your normal. And cuddle therapy is actually really a thing. He might be, I don't know, following some kind of tantric or spiritual belief, which is just like have as much intimacy and human contact and connection as possible. And he's doing it. He's following along with the cuddle therapy traditional lifestyle. So it's kind of only weird if you make it weird. You know what I mean? It could just be his thing that he really loves doing. If you were spending all this cuddle time having sex instead, would you still find that weird? Is that what the issue is here? Is it the fact that there are more cuddles than sex and that is inevitably, or not necessarily inevitably, because it shouldn't have to make you feel unattractive, but potentially could be, or as you say, making you feel boring and unsexy? Are you experiencing the cuddles as a rejection of sex and therefore a rejection of you physically and as a physically attractive person? Are you experiencing the cuddles as a fetish, maybe? Like, maybe he's got some kind of cuddle fetish or napping fetish shit going on. I don't know. But as I say, it's normal if it feels normal. And if it doesn't feel normal to you, then it's not normal for you. 
I feel like it sounds like you've taken on a somewhat kind of passive role in all of this. I'm almost imagining you like laying there during another cuddle session, sort of looking around at the ceiling thinking, I've got things to do. I've got my normal life shit to do and just not saying anything, hoping for the best. So I really think that at this point, I don't think there's any red flags here whatsoever. He's just a big cuddler and you're not. So it's fully normal to him, not fully normal to you. I really think the only way through is to tell him how it's making you feel. He might actually be the one who's feeling like you're not readily initiating sex. And he might be reluctant to put it on you too much, you know? Or maybe he has a low sex drive. Does he even know that you're finding this odd? Communication is the key in every relationship. And the best thing you could do is talk about these things. It is the thing that will keep you together. Chat to him about it and say... In the least offensive or accusatory or confrontational way possible, like don't use the word normal, but say something, talk to him about it. If it's made you feel uncomfortable, then you should express it. If you love sex as much as he loves cuddles, then you need to find that balance where you're both doing what you want to be doing. At times that are convenient to you both, of course, and let's not have cuddling and sex in taking over the whole fucking life. Although again, it does sound like a perfect life. If it's not more sex that you want, but just less cuddles, then let him know. It's okay to set boundaries for affection and intimacy, but you do not have to submit to cuddling that takes over your entire life. It's not normal to do it all the time, but it's not abnormal. I know I keep saying this, but I just really want to convey that part of like, what is fucking normal? There's nothing wrong with it, but if it feels to you like there's something wrong with it, then there might be something wrong with it for you. You know what I mean? But if it's only feeling like in your head, like, well, is there something wrong with it? Because other people might think there is, then there's nothing wrong with it. You're loving it and you're getting on well and you're having a lovely time. The best thing you can do is know that it's absolutely normal. Communicate the things that you enjoy doing and plan maybe like date evenings and stuff together so that you can pick activities for the evening. You know, so like Wednesday night, we're doing date night. We're going to make some, I don't know, origami and then have a massage. And maybe that'll take away from the continuous cuddle time. Or maybe you don't want the cuddle time to stop. Who knows? Just to have a chat to this lovely man. Okay, so trigger warning for the next one because it is a discussion about views around abortion. Hi, Lala. I've been friends with this woman for about six months. We met as we have babies the same age. She's a doctor and a Catholic. I'm a social worker and have no religion. I've recently found out that she has strong anti-abortion views. I explored this with her and she believes that even in the cases of rape, incest, child abuse and threat to the mother's life, that abortion is wrong. She only agrees if it's an ectopic pregnancy or DNC if the fetus is already dead. I find this very difficult. I can't view a mass of cells as more important than forcing a rape survivor or child to see through a pregnancy. It just seems so wrong to me. She doesn't follow all areas of Catholicism. For example, she uses contraception and has had sex before marriage. So I find the fact that she's chosen which parts to follow herself confusing. She thinks rape survivors should have full-term pregnancy and then have the baby adopted. And I find that choice really morally wrong. I intend to end the friendship. However, am I being narrow-minded and unaccepting of her religion and therefore being an arsehole? Or is she the arsehole? The question here isn't really whether she's an arsehole or not. That comes down to your own personal moral views. The question here really is whether you can maintain a friendship with someone whose views you find abhorrent. 
in my personal opinion of course I find it morally bankrupt to expect a child who's been raped to continue with a pregnancy like my head I can't even get round how anyone could feel that that was an acceptable belief to hold therefore I wouldn't want to keep a friendship with somebody who held those views to me that is extraordinarily cruel and if somebody advocated the laws or policies that force children into keeping their rapist baby I would find that person to be actively complicit in the harm of children and I would not want to be their friend I think that forcing women and girls into keeping unwanted pregnancy is abusive but what I think doesn't matter because we're not friends though we probably should be I think that you've made the right choice for you and I think that something as fundamental as this, it would be difficult to continue having differences on such a fundamental belief. It's like an elephant in the room, you know, knowing that that person feels that way about a subject that you feel so strongly on, it can really become that proper elephant in the room situation. However, there are people that could get past a difference like this, depending on how strongly you felt either way you know, but you're a social worker. So I'd imagine that you believe pretty strongly in social justice and you're not somebody who can get past huge issues of morals and human rights. It's a bit like that meme, you know, the one that's like, there are things that you can disagree on, like what's the best movie or pizza topping, but disagreeing on people's fundamental human rights, it's a big one, especially if you are a political person. So you're absolutely in the right for ending this friendship and you're not an arsehole and there is no reason for you to accept her religious beliefs if those religious beliefs do not align with your moral view of the world. But you shouldn't rubbish her religion or criticise her for following it and I'm not saying that that's what you're doing. I'm just saying that if your intention is to end this friendship because of how you now feel, it shouldn't come with anything that disparages her beliefs or criticises her for, for feeling that way or stopping her from being able to have the freedom of speech to express how she feels you just don't have to sit there and listen to that speech you know what I mean with anything I think it's important to have compassion and empathy and understanding for the position that she comes from you know I know that people can find it quite hard with things like that yeah how can I have compassion for somebody who has beliefs that are so harmful to other people but I do believe that it is important to have empathy and understanding for the position that she comes from you know she finds your views equally as abhorrent and she has a reason to believe that she's right you know God agrees with her after all as far as she's concerned so whilst you can find her views grotesque you can also come to a place of kind of understanding how she got there especially if she was raised in that way and therefore you can end the friendship wishing her love you know and hoping that in her role as a doctor she never has any fucking deciding factor over influencing anyone who should really have the right to an abortion so you can end it with kindness and love but while still going fuck me I fucking hate your views and we cannot be friends as a result of it but yeah I don't think you're an asshole at all Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. 
Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. And the next one says... Hi, Lala. I'm currently in a wonderful, happy five-year relationship with my partner, two children, and discussions of another in the near future. We pride ourselves on honest communication and having those uncomfortable chats without judgment or arguments between us. However, out of the blue, I received a message from a stranger saying that he has been love-bombing her and sending nudes. She said she wanted me to know because if she were in my shoes, she would want the other woman to inform her. Obviously, I was deeply shocked and asked for evidence, but I was swiftly blocked. I have a difficult relationship with social media at the best of times. It's hard enough dealing with politics of it all when you're in your 20s, but I never expected to still be dealing with these situations in my nearly 40s. It's really shaken me up. It's the intrusive nature of it all that's one of the worst parts. The exchange was incredibly brief and she told me that their correspondence takes place over Snapchat. But my partner has been badly burned in a previous relationship by a Snapchat, so we both deleted our accounts very early doors in our relationship. My question is this, how do I approach this with my partner? I'm worried that if it's true, our relationship isn't what I thought it was, and I don't know how to cope with that betrayal and the heartache. But if this isn't true, I've unintentionally created an untrusting space between us. Um, it would not be you that created an untrusting space between you. At all. So take that line of thinking out of this. This is horrible and shocking and anxiety provoking. And I kind I, I was going to say, I can only imagine how it feels. I know how it feels. I've, I think many of us have been through these kind of things before. And it is so irritating and infuriating that she sent the message and then stopped you being able to ask any follow-up questions to figure out who she was, how long this has been going on, or when this is supposed to have happened, or even to get any evidence from her that this has happened. Honestly, such a shit way of delivering that information to you. Now, of course, there is a chance that she is just some complete random lunatic who knows your partner from socials or somebody he works with or, you know, somebody from the area or whatever, and that this is just totally not true, that it's some kind of fucked up prank. But I think there's probably more likelihood or just as much likelihood that something has happened and that he has been talking to somebody on Snapchat. The only way of finding out is communicating with him. And I don't think you have much choice but to raise this. If you get accused of creating an untrusting space, I think that's really unfair. Would he not raise it with you if he got a similar message? You don't have to raise it in an accusatory way. You could just let him know that this message was received and ask him what he's saying. It would, of course, be fucking devastating to find out that he'd been talking to another woman on Snapchat, particularly given, as you say, he's had this previous relationship history himself where he's obviously been hurt by some kind of Snapchat infidelity. But I'd also like you to think about the fact that the catching your partner speaking to other people thing, whilst it is flipping horrific and horrendous and awful and that may well be a boundary for you and that may well be something that you will never accept and never get over 
but it doesn't always mean the end of what you've described as a wonderfully happy relationship. It doesn't have to mean the end of that for you if he has been talking to someone else. It could do. If that's your boundary, absolutely that is enough. For some people, there would be absolutely no coming back from that. But for some people, it is something that you can get through because there is always a why behind cheating or talking to other people. You know, the sad thing is that at the moment you feel like you're wonderfully happy. So it's a fucking shock to feel like he wasn't or maybe isn't. And I think before you confront him with the information or bring the information to him, I think you have to think about what you're going to do with whatever reaction and response you receive. If it is a wonderfully happy relationship, and it's worth saving, then maybe couples therapy is going to have to be the next port of call or like an immediate port of call after you have this discussion or even a port of call to enable you to have this discussion. But if he doesn't admit to it, will you accept that? What is the plan? If you ask him and he flatly denies it, will you feel like you can trust him going forward? And if he does admit to it, how will you feel? What are your boundaries with this? Is it something that you think that you can move forward from? think about that think about that in advance of the conversation and prepare yourself for the conversation and try to go into it in the least confrontational way possible because you'll get the most out of him that way you know beginning this like what the fuck is going to put him on the defensive instantly initiating that conversation in a more open to hearing his side is likely to get more of the truth from him once you've got that information you can unleash your fucking fury on him But obviously you have to think about what you want going forward. What is the best thing for you? The best thing is, of course, to know the outright truth. And I really, really hope he gives that to you. But if he doesn't, you also don't need to allow this to affect your relationship if you don't want to, you know? It's one of those things. If you listen to my Law of Attraction thing that I put out on Monday, the most recent Monday podcast, maybe it's one of those things that because you don't have any facts about it, It could be one of those things where you're just like, okay, look, we were fine until this happened. I've had this information. He's saying it's not true. She's not coming back with anything else. So let's be fucking fine again until we need to not be fine again. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think you need to process this and I think you need to talk it out fully with someone and maybe a therapist, an individual therapist for you would be a great idea, as well as a couple's therapist to help you get through this going forward. Because this is a lot to get your head around. And trying to move on and be positive with the father of your children after getting this horribly, horrible, vague message is a lot. And you do need the truth. If you don't get the truth, you need to find a way of living with the uncertainty and making it feel maybe like not uncertainty, you know? Like, let's just go back to how life was before this came along because I loved it and what was the point in shaking it I'd love to see what you lot are saying about this one because I reckon a lot of people will disagree with me but there we go that is it another Wednesday in the bag and yeah if you want to feature your question on this you can send your question or your ics or your is this a red flag fuckboy replies anything you want to at ask la 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 let me explain and i will see you on friday la 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 let me explain this has been a sony music entertainment production 